Well, we live in unprecedented times, as many of us are making adjustments personally to a global crisis. We are recording this episode in the middle of the 2020 coronavirus pandemic, with some of our listeners in cities in full lockdown, and others nervously awaiting the community spread of this disease. Certainly, it has created a ton of stress and new issues to negotiate. Today, we'd like to help you understand how these kinds of crises impact marriage, but more importantly, how your marriage can help you buffer the storm. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gindel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a coronavirus-related episode for you this week. This is episode number 273, and today we're going to be talking about how a pandemic can add stress to your marriage and how your marriage can bring relief from stress. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed the last episode, we discussed how to confront your husband's porn addiction if he is in denial. Unfortunately, these other realities do continue even in austere times like this. So if that is your situation, do go back and check out that show. And as always, we would ask you to make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. Mm -hmm. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice. And most of all, we offer hope. So crises, Caleb. Yes. Crisis. Well, any crisis can affect the marriage. So we want to start by normalizing what so many people are experiencing during this time of crisis. This is a very stressful time. Mm -hmm. Like worldwide. On top of whatever stress you already had going on. Mm -hmm. And under this kind of stress, all sorts of issues are going to show up. You know, things related to your family of origin, how you wish to feel supported in times of stress or when you're under duress. Mm -hmm. Communication differences will be more obvious. Sexuality issues are going to be more prominent. Attachment loss Mm -hmm. is also part of this too, right? Okay. Even just taking that loss issue, you know, even if you don't know anybody that has been, uh, has died as a result of the coronavirus, many of us have lost our normal routines. Mm -hmm. We no longer gather with colleagues at work every day, or if we had kids in school, maybe you've lost your quiet time at home and the routines that you were accustomed to. Mm -hmm. We've lost the ability to gather with our church communities, to go to the gym, head to the grocery store without fear. So there's lots of loss all around us, even if the coronavirus is not yet in our neighborhood. And if it is, then, I mean, you could have tragic loss on top of it as well. Right, right. Right. So Your people could even be the other end, right? These people who have to work, like our healthcare workers, who have lost the freedom even to interact with their family in the home because they're in contact with it. Yeah, or just to walk into the house with their normal clothes and shower and get on with the day and now they have to decontaminate and you know what I mean? Loss of freedom for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And all of that can bring a lot of stress and it does bring a lot of stress. So let's just try to understand stress and marriage and what happens there. Even if you're not personally as stress, if your spouse is feeling it, it will bleed over into your experience too, Hmm. which is something my wife is giving me the eyebrow on (laughs) right now. So studies have shown that there is more of a correlation in wives uh, in the in that wives experience the stress of their husbands hmm. more so than the other way around. So if your husband is stressed, even if you weren't, you're going to pick up on that. 
And at the very least, ha- uh, hopefully have an empathic response. That wasn't a barb. That was a genuine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be empathic. <laughs> uh, but it's just really hard to get through a time like this, untouched by what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Even if you're relatively, you know, a steady person and you're kind of very faith oriented, other people's stress can land in your lap too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just like in ordinary times of life, in a situation like a pandemic, you may have disagreements. So ordinary life disagreements, like how to handle money, whether to spend holidays with family or away on vacation. We all have those things. Oh, these are the ordinary things. These are the ordinary things. Yes, yes, yes. But that we, you know, normally disagree over as couples. But you also can disagree about how to handle a crisis like this pandemic. Like how much toilet paper do we need? (laughs) Right? And so where do these disagreements come from? Well, it could be because your respective families of origin, they handled crises in different ways. There could even be generational trauma. If your family Mm. has gone through huge crises, war, that kind of thing, and Mm -hmm. escaped like your parents, that trauma can get passed down generationally. Hmm. And your response for that reason may be different than your spouse's. Hmm. So there's so many background factors. Yep. And your spouse's response or approach to handling a situation like this may be a lot different than yours. You may think, and you may see this as a time to connect, you know, carefully and with social distancing and help one another out as much as possible. So you might have a let's move towards response mm-hmm. and a sharing response, but your spouse may feel, no, this is a time to stockpile, to hunker down. We're not certain where this is going to, we just need to take care of ourselves here first and foremost uh, and really prioritize that. Okay. And, and so, you know, these are all kind of sources of disagreement and difference, right? That may all show up. And we just want to say... That's normal. Right. That's normal in everyday life, but it's going to show up here too. It's going to show up here too. Yeah. So just kind of showing yourselves some grace that, yeah, this is tough, right? Okay. And it's also going to be noteworthy that most likely you have different ways of coping with stress and that's going to be accentuated right now. So one spouse may want to control the situation and take every possible step to ensure safety. And that would be more of a doing or a busy response. Nothing wrong there. But the other spouse may just really need to talk about their fears and anxieties. And mm-hmm. so you can see how it'd be easy to have a disconnect because you have one spouse wondering why the other's not helping with what needs done and the other just wanting to sit down and talk it all out. Mm. And so if you don't take time to communicate with one another, the stress of the crisis can make you feel estranged. Yeah. Just because of these different responses. So it's important to pay attention to how the pandemic may be affecting you differently than your spouse and how you respond differently than your spouse too. Hmm. That's and good, yeah. Hey, like honor those differences. You're both doing what you know to do. Who's to say one's better than the other? Do you know what I mean? But how can you meet each other in this is kind of where we're going. Because if one's longing to talk and the other's too busy, okay, I can honor that you want to be busy or you can honor that you want to talk. I'll help you do stuff. You talk to me. But so in honoring, it's like meeting somewhere in the middle. Yes, precisely. Okay. So, and then the other thing is we've talked about attachment style in recent episodes. Um, Well... 20 episodes ago. I guess that's a few months back. Episodes 251 to 254. And these are such fundamental constructs in the way that we relate to one another. And this also becomes relevant when you are under stress as well. So if your attachment style is avoidant or dismissive, 
you'll tend to use distancing coping strategies. And I can see myself doing this because of my attachment style. So whether it's through busyness or really adhering to social distancing, you pull back. Hmm. And even in your marriage, it, it can make it challenging to keep a close connection as a couple. On the other hand, if your attachment style is anxious, you may find yourself very sensitive to your spouse's availability or unavailability mm-hmm. and getting increasingly upset with his or her distraction in the crisis, leaving you feeling more alone or even a little bit abandoned. And then on the other hand, again, individuals with a secure attachment style, they're able to demonstrate more efficient problem-focused coping when they are under stress. So that's one of the advantages of a secure attachment style is that efficiency for problem-focused coping. Hmm. And so if you've worked hard in your marriage and your attachment and to move it towards a secure place, this is a time when your marriage really becomes a source of resilience and strength for you mm-hmm. Okay. as well. Now, the good news is that even if our attachment styles weren't all correct heading into this crisis, we can still leverage what we do have and where we're at for good. So for example, if you're more anxious in your style, it doesn't mean, oh no, this is going to be terrible because your style is anxious, but can you channel that anxious energy into preparing for the challenge? Okay. So you're, you're doing something with it that is for the benefit of your family. So it's still it's still directed towards your family okay. and your marriage, right? Okay. Just as one example. So I just wanted to throw that in there in case you're like, oh, I haven't sorted my attachment style out. I'm hooped. I'm ho- yeah. No, no, you're not. Gotcha. Now, and those of us that are more dismissive or avoidant, we need to sort of pay attention to, okay, I need to not get all taken up with the crisis or preparing for it or monitoring it, but actually kind of pause and connect in too, which is definitely something I need to challenge myself to do. But for this, that was the hmm of, no, I have much to say. It was the hmm of, <laughs> I don't want to be like, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good point. Yes. So I was just acknowledging. Thank you. I feel acknowledged <laughs> more than acknowledged even. <laughs> So for this week's bonus content, we've drafted a guide with these kinds of additional ideas to help you navigate this crisis more effectively as a couple. It will help you to get on the same page and recognize the essentials of what you can do to navigate this pandemic more as a team than as passing ships through a storm. And you can get this by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'll take a quick 60-second break here to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive, and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about attachment styles and stress response. Mm-hmm. And after the break, we're going to talk about... Marriage tips oh. for managing the pandemic crisis. So several tips here. Okay. And just jump in on these, Verlinda, to make them practical, because we want to make sure this isn't too heady. And give folks we want to give folks several tips to help them navigate this time as successfully as possible. Okay. So number one, discuss your needs. 
How are you doing with asking for what you need during this crisis? Have you offered <laughs> Have <laughs> you offered your spouse the opportunity to talk about how you can better support him or her during this pandemic? So, so this is just having the conversation. It's putting the pandemic on the table mm-hmm. as it relates to how can we join with each other in this reality? Right. Do our best given what we're facing. We're going to face it together. Yes. Number two, I think it's worth talking about your past. So this may open up new areas of discussion. Like in times of stress, your personal history becomes more relevant. Hmm. Did you go through austerity or crisis times? What is austerity? Just like times of severity, shortages, famines, war, even just significant financial or poverty, that kind of thing. When you were a child, right? And how did your family respond? How is that shaping your response these days? Hmm. What do you notice showing up? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So talking about your past helps you to separate your own assumptions and defaults just to kind of tease those out so you can consider how your respective histories are influencing your present choices as you guys are navigating this. Okay. And then the third thing is to discuss past struggles. Uh, So not so much about maybe family of origin, but just the difficult times that you've navigated before as a couple. Yeah. Okay. Reminding yourselves of your resilience, your ability to overcome past hurdles. You know what? We made it through such and such or this and that. Yeah. That gives you some reassurance and hope that you'll find your way through this crisis as well. Yeah, there's some new things to this that are different, Mm -hmm. but that resilience that you develop going through challenges together in the past, you bring that to the table today. Right. It's still with you. So you don't know the outcome though. No, but you have the same resources in terms of resilience. Okay. Okay. The fourth thing to consider is to hire a counselor. And counselors who work with emotion emotionally focused therapy, couples therapy, they help couples to process, validate, and normalize their emotional experiences and to find comfort with one mm, another. It's okay. ideal for a context like this. It's an empirically supported method of therapy that helps you to recognize difficult emotions to make sense of them and then manage those emotions with a new perspective that includes the support and empathy of your spouse. Mm, Very okay. helpful in times like this. Yeah. And as we've been saying, the fifth op thing tip, I guess is what we're using. The fifth tip is to communicate more. And we can't stress this enough. And I know it sounds obvious to say communicate more, mm-hmm. but more stress, do more communicating. Need to up the level. And I think we tend to go like just as people. I hunker down. Tend to go the other way. Like yeah. there's more stress. I don't want to talk. I've got all this stuff in my head. Yes. And that's exactly the opposite of what we should be doing. Yeah. Yes. And it's also possible that during a crisis like this, you may not be able to be as physically close mm-hmm. if you have a relative in the health field or your spouse mm-hmm. is, right? Yeah. Or even if one of you is showing symptoms in your home, you might be physically isolated right. from each other, right? Yeah. So how can you increase your communication so that you can still stay emotionally connected in this context? Right. Okay. Right. As best you can. Try to be careful to focus more on constructive communication on building one another up. This is not a time to go back and sort out what happened four years ago, but just really to build one another up to look for ways to support. Right. Sometimes when anxiety is high, there can be more controlling or more criticizing behaviors because those worries are leaking over into our interactions. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if there are current problems, you, you do need to discuss problems. But again, it's really a time to be intentional about constructive communication and about support of one another. So even with the problem solving, it's supportive, oh, not defensive okay. or protective yeah. for yourself. Okay. Number six is recognizing the crisis is the crisis. Sometimes all that stress and disruption and all those changes can make it feel like your marriage is in crisis when in reality, your marriage is just in a crisis. 
Okay. Make sense? And there's a difference between being in crisis and being in a crisis. Right. And they may actually feel very similar. Mm. A crisis like this pandemic can shake your core sense of well-being, can bring feelings of isolation, feeling threatened or unsafe, maybe even neglected, Mm -hmm. and things like that. It's important to note the impact of those external factors so you don't unnecessarily blame your marriage for the difficult Mm. feelings you're experiencing. So you might feel like, ah, our marriage is breaking down. Whereas in reality, you guys have a lot of stress because of the pandemic going on around you. Yeah, there's pressure on your marriage, not necessarily yeah, in it. in it. Ah, yeah. okay. So just kind of putting the blame in the right place, I guess you could say. Right. Would that be a fair way to say it? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's just relief, like, oh, you know, like the hypochondriac or whatever, where you read the thing in Reader's Digest and all of a sudden they have the you disease. You think it happens to you? Yeah. And sometimes just knowing that that's not the problem is like, oh, relief. So even the saying like, oh, it's not my marriage imploding while the world implodes around me. It's just... The world imploding. <laughs> it's just the world imploding. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, you made that feel so much better. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Okay, so that didn't work so well, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same thing, Valinda, of assigning the responsibility where it's due and kind of just, in a nuanced fashion, teasing those things apart. Yeah. Not kind of merging them into one big bowl of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Number seven, work on developing resilience. So this crisis is an opportunity to develop resilience as a couple. Now, resilience uh, has been researched quite a bit, and one researcher defined it as the capacity to rebound from adversity, strengthened, and more resourceful. Mm, That's good. Resilience is extremely important during a time of crisis, and a crisis can actually help strengthen your marriage because in the crisis, you can work together as a couple to navigate the challenges that are being presented to you. So it's building resilience. Mm -hmm. It's strengthening you guys. Because as you use that muscle, it gets stronger. Just like a workout is painful but it leaves you stronger. Yeah. The crisis, it's difficult. It can leave you stronger as a couple. So how can you look at the crisis and see it as a means to strengthen your resilience as a couple? Hmm, that's that's a good question to consider. Yeah. Yeah. And number eight, be a secure base for your spouse. The negative effects of stress can be buffered if emotional support is perceived as available from even one reliable source. Hmm. So if your spouse can rely on you for support, if you can be that reliable source that can help relieve some of the stress of this pandemic, that's a huge gift to give to your spouse. Mm. And so again, what are you doing to be that person that your spouse can turn to for support? Yeah. How are you making yourself available to your spouse or acting towards your spouse in emotionally supporting ways? Yeah. Didn't we do a podcast that talked about like physical touch? I'm sure we did do one, but yeah. And like releasing oxytocin, which decreases stress levels and... Yeah, I mean, that's such a good point, Berlinda. Like, this is not, you know, profound demonstrations of, you know, it's not writing a poem. It's a hug. Yeah, yeah. Like, the simple things can be really effective here, too. Yeah. So don't... don't. Uh, oh, you can write me a poem if you want it. <laughs> How about a hug? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what I... That's all we have. So far, we wish you all the best, the, all of our listeners, and hope you're able to stay safe and healthy. Yeah. We are going to be uh, spacing our podcast out a little bit over the next few weeks for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is hearing about other things when the pandemic is front and center. It just seems really irrelevant. Yeah. But the other thing, too, like, is... Like marriage topics, you mean, by other things? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that we're doing quite a bit to support our church and our church affiliation through this pandemic ourselves, so... Uh, we're just running into some time constraints there too. So and we, we also have you, uh, all our kids. And oh. we have ourselves. Yeah. We have ourselves. Yep. Yes, we do have ourselves. But thank you. 
to all of our patrons. Thank you to all of our listeners. We have some people, Jen and Mark and Tom and Jeremy, who became patrons between this recording and our previous one. Big thank you goes out to you for, and next week, Caleb, or next, in two weeks, next episode, Caleb. Yeah, which we're hoping to put out in two weeks. We're planning on talking about how to balance parenting and marriage, which actually may be somewhat relevant to the crisis as well, although we didn't originally pick the topic with the crisis in mind. Right, that but I think have, would be uh, very relevant. <laughs> I'm struggling with that balance right now. Yeah. Yes. But that is all for today's episode. Stay safe out there, everybody. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 273. Find out how you can help. Go to oyf.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Belinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.